What is going on, everybody? It is Toffee Blues USA back after after a sabbatical, and we'll get into why. Let's get with the positive stuff right now, though. Uh, we're back, so we're doing a show. Uh, you you may know me already. I am Jerry, uh, Winston Salem, North Carolina, uh, but also joining me today. And it's for first time to meet to meet this fellow. I, I've heard of him for a while, and now I, I get to to have a conversation with him, which is kind of awesome. Uh, it's uh, Tony Sampson. Tony, how are you? Very well, thank you, sir. Welcome back. It's good to have you back, and thank you for inviting me on. Yeah, no problem, man. I'm excited. Uh, it's glad to glad to be back. All that stuff. Uh, so. Uh, Tony is uh, just to go ahead. I have to, I have to give you a, a little bit of intro before I get into some other stuff. Tony's a member of the Chicago Evertonians, and I just have to say this: that's like my favorite place. I didn't say it off camera because I wanted it to be a surprise when we're recording. Chicago is like my wife and I. We've gone there for our uh, for our let's see here anniversary. I think it's when we went there and we just, we went to shows and ate all this good food and Chicago is just an awesome place, man. I bet you say that to everyone you have on though, don't you? I have not. I have not. I, I, I've said that I've enjoyed being places before. Uh, I didn't, I've never said, Oh, that's what a hellhole. You know, I've never done that. Uh, but honestly, frankly, of all the places in the U S Chicago is my favorite. That's now, have I, have I been all of these places? Every, I haven't been a lot of places, but I've been to Chicago and it's awesome. So yeah, it's a great city. It's a great city. We love it. We love it. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm telling you, I keep telling my kids, I'm like, look, we're gonna go there. It's gonna be fun. You're gonna love it. <laughs> we're gonna go to, we're gonna go to Second City. We're gonna watch some shows. It's gonna be great. Uh, so, so anyway, uh, really quick, just to go ahead and paste over the, the weird stuff. Uh, the show was down for a while because I was down. Had the had the, the 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 COVID coronavirus. My whole family tested positive. Everybody's cool. Everybody's okay. I am back. I've been back at work for a while. Do I still have lung stuff? Yeah, it's a thing. Be careful out there, everybody. Um, my wife is cool. My kids never showed a symptom. My kids like we're sitting there still doing running 5Ks and training, you know, and going out to like juggle in the backyard and stuff. And they're getting their records and I'm just sitting there wheezing like, good job, guys. You know, but but everything's cool. Everything's OK. Sorry yeah, to hear that. Anyway, glad glad that you're all pulling through and you, you, you're doing OK. Scary stuff, mate. But I'm, I'm pleased that you're, you're on the mend. Yeah, everything uh, everything is, appears appears to be almost almost 100%. I brought a little asthma into it, which is why I'm not guns blazing. Everything's great yet, but I'll be there at some point. So enough about that. Um, maybe the last word about me. The rest of the show, uh, Tony. Let's talk a little bit about uh, Chicago Evertonians, the Chicago fan group. Uh, I I know where they meet. But I'm still going to ask you, where do you guys meet up? And uh, give us a little bit of details about the group and uh, any other kind of important information. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Uh, So we meet at AJ Hudson's, which is about seven miles north of the city. Uh, And I found myself uh, part of the Chicago Evertonians and and there when me and the family moved out here uh, in January 2019. So we came out here for a little spell out in the U.S. and one of the first things that we wanted to do when we got here was when we were looking for property and places to live was one of the big, most important things was where we're we going to watch the match. Um, so football's always been a massive part of my life, thanks to my dad. Um, so I became a blue because of him. Um, uh, when we were back in the UK, we were fortunate enough to have season tickets. So me, my dad and my two lads used to sit together and watch the game, which was you know a brilliant moment and proud moment because... He first started taking me when I, you know, when I was about five or six. So that's when I first sort of fell in love with, with Everton and everything about Everton and, uh, you know, all the things that go with that, the history of the club and sort of being a Goodison and what have you. So football's always been a massive, you know, a massive part of uh, of our family's life. So, uh, as I say, when we came out here, you know, the first priority for us was to was to find out where we could watch it. So we we'd heard about Hudson's. So I'd I'd been out here uh, with work and managed to catch, you know. Um, a game or so there before but anyway when we went in there we were greeted by a scouse accent 
Um, so a guy came over and said, you know, his name was Stuart. He was he was sort of like the head of the group at the time. Uh, so he said, come over. It's great to see you. The lads were in their Everton kit, so they obviously knew. And there was a massive uh, Chicago Evertonians or Chicago Toffees flag um, sort of all over the bar as well. So the bar's run by, run by Big Blue as well, Jamie Hale. Um, so, you know, they're the sorts of things that make you feel instantly at home, especially when you're, you know, you're moving to a new city in a new country. So, um, so that's that. And actually it's, it's been going for, for quite a while. Uh, the group, this actually, we're moving in next year into the 20th anniversary, uh, of the Chicago Evertonians wow, in some that's format. Awesome. So yeah, it's been, <laughs> it's been around a really long time. So I think it first started when, um, somebody called Diana McAnally, who'd actually studied in the UK, again, fallen in love with Everton. Uh, and as she was coming back, I think one of her tutors or professors had been involved in some of the workers' supporters clubs in, I think, in the UK and said, look, you know, you should get something going when you get back when you get back home. And she helped start then a group that was like a North American group of which Chicago was one of the base. So, so yeah, so th- we're going, this season is our 20th anniversary. So we're, we're sort of, you know, scrambling together to sort of try and think about what we can do to, to celebrate that properly, obviously with the COVID restrictions and everything. But, uh, but yeah, it's a great little group. Um, I think there's about 500 members sort of on the Facebook and officially, and we've got nearly 3,000 on, on, you know, followers on Twitter. But there's normally a core of, I would say, I don't know, maybe 20, 25 that go and watch the game. It depends sort of which stage of the season, how well we're doing, obviously. Um, and, uh, you know, right now, um, you know, we've, we've actually seen some new members from from Columbia join us as well. You know, they've obviously been intrigued by uh, by our new signing there. So that's been great as well. You know, we've seen them sort of appearing dead early in the morning. And it's, it's, it's just great. It's just, you know, it's nice to be amongst Evertonians, whether they're from Scousers, you know, Scousers that have moved here like me or whether they're you know american citizens that have again fallen in love with everton have been chosen by everton you know it's just just a great little community you know everyone's as passionate as everybody else and you know we run you know little events through the year to raise money uh get together obviously we've been been held back a little bit obviously by you know by the pandemic but we're still trying to find ways to connect so so yeah it's 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 really helped me and the family sort of settle in and feel feel at home here in chicago I mean, you're you're kind of getting into a community pretty darn quick when you walk into a place and you're like, oh, yeah, we all love the same stuff. It's amazing. It's great. It is. <laughs> like, You've got your conversations are already laid out for you. <laughs> it is, you know, photographs and posters of the same heroes that I had when I was a kid. So, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's really good. And, you know, I found that, you know, as I've spoken to different groups across the U.S., you know, including where you are, Jerry. Um, you know, it's the same. It's the same strength of feeling and, and depth of connection. So it's uh, it's really good, and it's and it's important when you move away as well. Yeah, I would think. Uh, so you you got to my one question. My one of my questions already is why you're a blue and beautiful story. By the way, I needed to say that. The I w- I will say that's something that you don't get as much with the american evertonians as much yet because a lot of us are still finding ourselves as uh as 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 football fans as soccer fans and we're still trying to figure out how you know how our allegiances work where our love lies and there's a lot of that um and so you know for, for me i live in north carolina so mine was passed down you know it was a sport it was basketball and so it was Wake Forest basketball, you know, so it was a family thing. We'd go go the games, you know, together, and that's the way that happened. So, but now I know, me and my boys will be going, and it's going to, you know, and so it's just an interesting, it's just a different dynamic for Americans being Everton supporters. Whereas, you know, when you're when you're you got your dad taking you to games, you know, it's just it's a different it's a different uh, a different world, and I, I would think. It's it's interesting. Uh, do, do you feel like that? I don't know. It, it's just it has to be a different type of sensation when you've been living with it for that long and it's that tied to your family. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I mean, I'm sure it is different. You know, and I'm fortunate enough to have obviously grown up in the city and seen that. And, and you know, I was sort of just old enough to appreciate you know appreciate it when we were winning things as well. So. You know, that was, a, you know, I feel really lucky to be able to sort of do that, especially given that we've gone so long um, up until now, obviously, without without winning anything. Um, but, you know, 
I think the way in which Americans embrace sport and what I've observed since I've been here, um, I think is one of the things that has been a really sort of interesting thing to observe. Um, And, you know, there's been a lot of debate and discussion, hasn't there, over the years around sort of Everton sort of being very proud of, you know, the people's club mantra and, you know, how being part of the city and, you know, the the club of the city is, you know, has been part of the brand on that. And, And I get that, you know, obviously I do because I'm, because I'm from there, but, you know, I think some some of the times that's been done because we've looked over the park and seen, you know, it's been a contrast that we've been able to make because of, you know, what the other lot have been doing over the park. Right. And I think what, what that's meant is that it hasn't at times maybe looked to international markets or to the US to sort of really embrace and grow that. So, you know, I think, you know, I'm sure we'll get on to talk about this, Jerry, but, you know, I think, I think that's starting to change now. Um, I think mm-hmm. the club itself is starting to look you know, beyond the boundaries of L- of L4. And what I found, um, and, you know, I've only been here for, you know, nearly two years now, you know, the network of supporters clubs, Everton supporters clubs has been building up over here for, uh, you know, a long, long time. And you cannot accuse, you know, the thousands of blues across the US and like, you know, I think there's 50 supporters clubs are being glory hunters. Um, so however they found Everton, um uh, or are finding Everton you know that'll do for me because you know they've decided that it's their club so you know whether you're an Evertonian it doesn't you know you're an Evertonian that's all that matters yeah I was wearing that kit back there a couple weeks ago and I went to uh uh, my son's friend's birthday party and a guy I'd never met before was like Everton huh I said yeah he said why and, and and so and I had to give my my long my long speech about you know Yelovich you know and so and so it happened and there there it was and he's like you know I gotta respect that he's like I really gotta respect that you know and 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 it was that weird because I've talked about it before on the show sometimes you get a very you get a head pat you're like oh an Everton fan that's good for you you know you're like i like everything why because we haven't won that much lately is that why we're not a threat to your team and it ticks me off i'm like oh you're wait till we win you won't like us anymore all right <laughs> just wait i'm just I'm saying i'm ready for that i'm ready for you know, i'm so ready for that yeah yeah I'm, I'm ready for that for that for years yeah oh yeah i've also found as well like you know some of the people in the chicago group as well you know they've they've done like lots of research to mm-hmm. understand more about the history of the club its roots its connections with the community you know obviously you know what we've won in the past uh, a lot of people have been attracted to you know the work that we do with Everton in the community so you know it's not just sort of you know they it's been a thoughtful process for them so and as i've said you know i, I don't really care where you're from you know if you choose to support Everton, then that'll do for me and i, I want to see more and more of us yeah yeah, that's something uh, I'm learning uh, more and more about. Uh, I think there's there's a tendency sometimes to feel like, you know, oh, I'm not a, I, I'm not since birth, you know. Uh, but then I, when I think about, like, you know what though, I'm I'm giving my kids that experience. There you go. You know what I mean? And so so I'm like, you know, there's certain things I can't help, but you know what, I can I can I can brain like I told you, I can brainwash the heck out of my kids, <laughs> all right? And they, <laughs> trust me, they know. They know no red in this house. There's just a lot of rules. Yeah, I can't see any red <laughs> in the background there. So yeah, it's, just saying. Getting, they're, they're clearly getting a good upbringing, Jerry. That's over. We're working Keep on it. Go, mate. So let's talk a little bit before we get into a little bit of of the football. Um, there's one other thing that I think people need to know about you, which is the fact that you are. Uh, I mentioned it earlier. Uh, you're one of the first international Evertonians to join the Everton Fans Forum. Mm-hmm. Um, need to talk about your role in the Everton Fans Forum because it's something that I feel like a lot of Everton supporters need to be aware of. They need to know what what the forum is and and specifically what how why it's a cool thing that there's there's a you know you're on it essentially this this guy in Chicago is on it. So we talk a little bit about that. So so the forum itself is um, and again it's been going for for quite a while now. Is the sort of official platform, if you like, and sort of liaison point between the fan base and the club. So it meets on a regular basis with the club to represent basically the fans' views. Um, so there's 15 um, members, all volunteers, um, you know, from from all walks of life. 
Uh, and as I say, you know, the, the job is then to make sure that, you know, fans are getting their issues taken up by the club and, and, and responding to those. So uh, that's its that's its prime purpose. And it's been involved in, you know, lots of issues over the years, whether that be access to tickets, you know, sort of, you know, issues around the atmosphere in the stadium, even access to the stadium. Um, it, it was responsible or, or played a massive role in uh, the Holy Trinity statue right outside St. Luke's Church there. Um, so, you know, it, the club consults us on on issues. I mean, it's been consulting us recently on things like the return to stadium plans, um, you know, refunds to season ticket holders through the pandemic and issues like that. So it proactively comes to us as well. So that's sort of, that's its role. Um, and I got involved because sort of having been out here and sort of got quite interested in the Chicago Evertonians and again, managed to connect with a few of the different clubs across the US uh, and and really to be honest with you my, my eyes were opened in terms of the you know the strength and depth of um you know supporters and feelings not just here but actually you know in in, in other countries as well uh, and then realized that there wasn't really any way in which you know Everton supporters in America or North America were you know were having their views represented so the thing came along and I've decided to sort of throw my hat in the ring and, you know, was fortunate enough to, to get to, to get on it. So there's myself and um, another um, overseas blue, Joe O'Reilly, who chairs and has chaired the Irish Toffees for years. Yeah. Um, and obviously he brings another slightly different perspective because his group travel over, um, you know, travel over the water, you know, for every home game. So although he's an overseas blue, again, he's got a different experience of watching Everton like you have yeah. here. And, and people in the city so so yeah it, you know and uh, you know as i was sort of trying to get elected you know i was hearing lots of feedback around you know some of the frustrations from you know some of the american blues and other blues about maybe not having a voice and you know not being able to get an everton shirt in the stores and things like that so i thought okay well i'll have a go at this and throw my hat in the ring and 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 sort of here we are so We've got a we formed a little international sort of working group that um, sort of specifically is focused on the overseas Evertonians. We did a survey earlier on this year to to get their views, and we've taken that back to the club. And now we're working with them to, you know, to sort of try and build out the issues um, for international blues and the engagement support, you know, support for the for the club. So it's uh, it's good. It's great fun. I really enjoy it, um, and it and it sort of you know helps sort of stay connected to Everton as well, which I, which you know which obviously is important to me as I've explained. So, um, so yeah, no, it's good fun. No, that that staying connected to ever uh, to Everton, uh, yeah, that's actually one of the reasons why I did the show in the first place. You know, it was like you know, the idea of being able to just connecting with other with other Evertonians at the first. So, so having that as an extra extra way of doing it, and uh, to feel like you're not only you're representing, uh, you know, other people's views, other people's opinions, things that you know, stuff that people hold darn important to them. Yeah. Uh, you know. That's that's awesome, you know. That's you're you're doing doing some awesome stuff, man. That's I'm excited uh, that I'm, you know, I'm getting to talk to you and ask you all these questions. I'm just like, <laughs> oh my god. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so I guess I mean I'm learning a ton about this to be to be frank. Um, so uh, we do have to move on though because I just realized I was like, oh my gosh, it's being a long time. So. Uh, Last question before we move on. Yep. I, pr- I I prompted you about this before we started. So if everybody everybody who w- watches this show has probably listened to podcasts or watched other shows, and you know, Tony's Tony's getting interviewed. He's a, he's the guest uh, of the moment. All right. And so a lot of people are yeah. I mean, it's just saying you're you're around. All right. And so. I wanted to ask him one question. What do you what do you wish out of all these out of all these interviews and everything and everybody what do you wish you'd been asked? What's a question you wish someone had asked you? What do I wish I'd been asked? I don't think anybody's asked who my favorite player is. Really? Yeah, I don't think so. I might I might have just sort of blurted it out, but I don't think anybody, you know, we sort of, why do you support Everton and your dad and all the rest of it, but I don't think yeah. anyone's asked me, you know, who my my favorite all-time player Okay. So exclusive. Just say it. <laughs> Tony's all time favorite Everton player. What do you got? Graham Sharp. Graham Sharp. So Graham Sharp, when I was growing up, for me was just I mean he and still is. I mean I've I've had plenty of others that have come close to it. Um but 
for me, he just he, he was just he was a brilliant player. Uh, I think probably underrated as well. Uh, but he was the person that I sort of pretended to be in the playground. Uh, and I'll tell you a story. I, I um, they didn't they didn't used to have numbers on the back of shirts in in when I was when I was a bit younger. Um, it wasn't it wasn't a thing. They didn't even have names on there. But I remember the old Hafnia kit with the Umbro diamonds down the side. And I used to play in front of our house, you know, pretending I was pretending I was him. And my mum. Um, ripped up an old vest of mine um, and cut out a number nine, um, and then had to sort of and then sewed it onto this replica shirt, um, you know, so I could you know sort of live my dreams of being Graham Sharp in the garden in front of the house and have you and it, and and she washed it and it went pink in the wash. Oh. So here was I trying to you know relive some of his greatest goals with a pink number nine on the back of my shirt. <laughs> so you know it was good, but yeah, no Graham Sharp for me as well. You know he. he he just had everything for me, you know, his, his ability in the air. He scored fantastic goals. Um, sometimes at the behest of maybe scoring easier tap-ins. Um, you know, he, he, he was his control was superb. He used to hang in the air for headers before before they came. You know, he, he could get stuck in. He was prepared to mix it. Um, he hated Liverpool as well. Um, you could see that when he played. Um, so, yeah, no, um, Graham Sharp was my, was he was my, my hero. So... If I'm talking to my kids about Graham Sharp, okay, and I'm going to compare compare him to a modern day player, who are you comparing him to? That's a very very good question. It's a very good question. I don't know. I mean, I, I see. I mean, if you, I see elements of DCL the way he he can he hangs in the air for his headers in the way that mm-hmm. Sharp used to do. They almost used to sort of look as though they jumped up, you know, sort of a few minutes earlier than before. Yeah. You know the defenders, so I can see elements of that there. Um, so, yeah, I, I think I think it's a hard one to compare. I think when you've got somebody that's so, you know, you put on a pedestal so much, it's hard to, you know, it's hard to have somebody come and knock them off. I think. Um, yeah, so, I believe it. Yeah, I'll I'll swerve that. I'll swerve that question. <laughs> <laughs> well, you gave a half answer. There to be go. fair. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yes, exclusive. Graham. Yeah. All right. So. Part one, part one of uh, Toffee Blues USA is over. Tossing this card. There we go. All right, on to part two. Let's do a short season roundup because we haven't we haven't been on the air. We haven't we haven't come on and done anything uh, since we've been when we, all this excitement has been happening. Uh, Everton actually looks really strong right now. It's really fun to watch. And uh, it is an absolute shame that I got sick. So we can't be talking about this when it's actually happening. So we've had wins over Spurs, Salford, and uh, West Brom. Um, so considering the different squads with cup wins versus league wins, uh, do we? would you analyze those differently? You know, considering the fact that maybe we're going, uh, we're taking slightly different ap- approach to the cup as we are than we are in the league would you would you see that differently or are you finding trends throughout well i mean i think he obviously made big changes didn't he for the salford game um i think i think he made 10 10 changes didn't he so many uh, <laughs> you know which obviously to sort of do that i mean we'd had obviously the three new players had only just come into the you know into the squad before the spurs game so i'm sure he wouldn't want to want to expose there but actually if you looked at the team that played against salford you know, there were some very recognisable names in there, wasn't there? You know, it wasn't it wasn't as though it was a a weak team per se. Obviously, it might have had some of those players that hadn't you know hadn't really performed sort of in the last couple of seasons, but it was still on paper sort of a decently strong squad. So, but I mean, what a start to the season! Um, yeah. Three wins, three games. Uh, there's loads of positivity uh, bubbling around sort of Everton at the moment, which is just it's just great. And I think. You know, seeing them against Spurs and the sort of the you know the fluency of the way they played and um, you know the way that those three you know Hammers, De Gure and and um, Alan sort of settled in, it looked as though they'd been there you know building there for years. So I think to be honest with you, I think the way in which they they, they took to that game you know s- sort of surprised them. And I think I think for me, it's not just sort of getting the wins, which obviously is important, but um, you know even. Even the Salford game, you know, we, we've lost games like that to lower league clubs uh, in the cup, you know, in, in previous seasons, you know, and they did a professional job, you know, yeah. maybe it wasn't the strongest performance. We didn't batter them six, seven, but, you know, we, we did a professional job. And then again against West Brom, you know, we responded to going a goal down, 
and we showed that character yes they had sort of 10 men um but you know we responded again you know we put you know we we, we obviously you know we took the lead and, and then we went on to sort of finish the job um and again that's something that we just haven't seen from an Everton side for you know for a long long time and you know that you know obviously Carlo's got to got to take a lot of the credit credit for that so um I just think it's important now that we keep that momentum you know obviously we've got we've got Fleetwood tomorrow um and that, that'll be another different test I think you know yeah. Joey Barton if you look at what he was like when he was a player you know was somebody that you know put himself about and he'll he'll I'm sure he'll demand that from his team so I expect it'll be quite a a testy sort of physical physical match and again you know he's bound to make changes so if uh, that's fine but you know look we're overdue any sort of cup win so uh, I'm just pleased that you know Carlo's taking it seriously because I think you know getting a win even even in the Carabao Cup will be will be a massive lift for the club so I hope that we can uh, we can keep that moving forward yeah it's interesting uh like a lot of the headlines were talking about how we made hard, such hard work uh, with with Salford, but if you look at the stats, we peppered them with shots. We had a lot of shots. I mean, how many times did we hit either the, the post or the woodwork? Yeah. I mean, it was just several times, like in the last like ten minutes. It was just, you know, and and the the progress that Anthony Gordon is showing is so encouraging, man. I completely agree. I completely. <sighs> He's, he just seems he, again he just seems very settled and he's he's comfortable with the ball his movement is really impressive I think and I, I, was, I was really disappointed he, he didn't manage to get on the score sheet and he seems quite a you know quite a composed and grounded individual as well you know and quite focused funnily enough we were lucky enough to do a quick interview with him with the fans for him uh, and nice. he was just you know it was like he was sort of way beyond his years so you can see that he seems to have you know all the right ingredients. So uh, yeah, let's hopefully hopefully he can he, he plays tomorrow. I'm sure he will and can 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 maybe get a goal or two. Eh? I think you uh, you mentioned to me the biggest surprise, which is the chemistry. Uh, new players coming in and you're seeing you're seeing a lot of uh, positive connections. Um, you know, and we're going to be talking about the signings in our next section. So I hesitate to get too deep into it. That's been my biggest surprise and it's been pleasant to see how they've just slotted in and you know looks so comfortable and they brought such a a confidence and a, a hard-nosed uh, like you know we're here to to get this done kind of a kind of a mentality um what do you think i i want to just say it right now i'm super positive right now but based on our play are there any potential pitfalls you see moving forward at all are you just sitting here thinking we stay healthy it's going to be all right I mean, I think you've probably touched on it there about if we stay healthy. Um, you know, I think there is a depth to the squad. Obviously, I don't think they're like for like replacements. But um, you know, if you think about if you think about centre back, for example, that's something where I think you know is a is a position where we are clearly vulnerable. Obviously, with you know, I think Holgate's out for another eight weeks, and Bramwaite Branthwaite got injured as well, so he's going to be out for a while. So we clearly, and we've just let uh, Gibson go to Reading today. Yeah. Um, so that for me is an area where, you know, I think, uh, you know, and I hope that, you know, we've got a plan to sort of maybe bring a little bit of cover in there because I don't think that um, sort of relying on 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 Mina and uh, Keane is going to is going to be um, worth uh, de- decent. So we've got to, I think we've got to, we've got to plug the gaps there as well. Uh, I think right back as well is another area, although Seamus, I think, has started really well. Yes. You know, and it's been great to see. It was great to see him having a go at Kieran Gibbs as well at the weekend. Yes. <laughs> um, actually, I don't know if the video of that was circulated by um, by our friend Clay in Nashville, the Nashville Evertonians. Yeah, clipped that um, and sent it round. He was he was texting me last night to say it had over a million views. So, um, that's so amazing. That's yeah, great. I think they're, you know, they're they're the obvious areas. I'm not sure we've got the sort of either, you know, the right cover in those places. So uh, hopefully there's a plan to maybe, you know, bring a bit of cover in. Yeah, before the window shuts, it would be it would be nice. Yeah. Um, Okay, so because that's that's my my big concern right there is is uh, getting thin, and one would think if we let Gibson go because I actually like the look of Gibson. I think he's a bright young player, and I was expecting him to be with the first team this season, yeah. um, and I was a little surprised he wasn't. But uh, my guess is they they think he's not quite ready. Maybe he's not quite consistent enough in training, something like that. 
um, and they just want to bring in one more sure-footed center back. One would think if we're letting him go, we got one lined up. That seems to be the type of mentality that we take now. We'll see, right? Yeah. Well, I think based on the last few we brought in, I think we need to trust Carlo and, and Marcel there, don't we? I'm, I'm very okay with that. All right, so speaking of trusting those fellows, let's talk signings. Uh, we've made four signings. We tend to focus on three of them because three of them are are starting in our league games, but one of them has been getting a little bit of additional additional run, and I just need to address the fact that Nkunku looks really, really good. Yeah. And I am so psyched because it seems like we're not going to have to sign an additional left back. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, he got rave reviews, didn't he, for his, um, you know, for his performance against Salford. Um, so, yeah, no, it's, uh, it, I mean, again, great to see. And it, it, again, it looked as though, you know, he's obviously been at the club a little bit longer um, over the summer he was right. signed earlier. Uh, but again, you know, very settled, uh, very confident on the ball, very comfortable on the ball. His positional play was strong. So, um, you know, and obviously with um, with Bainesy retiring at the end of last season, having a bit of cover and a bit of challenge for, um, you know, for for Luca Dean is is, is going to be important. And I think I think that's what's been interesting about the the transfer strategy so far is is that we've injected a little bit of competition in the squad. Um, you know, and I think one of the accusations over the years is we just haven't had that. Um, right. so. We've had players coming in at the end of their careers, maybe not with that much burning ambition to play for Everton, and they're, you know they're comfortable with that. Um, but now, you know, we've got you know we've got a little bit of competition in most places uh, across the pitch. So hopefully that will act as um, you know as a as a catalyst for some to kick on. And and of course we still need to get a few out the door. Yeah, and I'm I'm assuming some of those are will be happening uh, really soon, especially when they're. They're talking about uh, Tom Davies potentially heading to Southampton on loan. Just a lot of the rumors are starting to trickle out now that the window is slowly closing. Um, uh, Cuckoo has been a nice surprise. Uh, and we talked about the the three starters that have, that have come in and just gelled really well with the rest of the team. Um, got to immediately jump to, to James Rodriguez. Um, I... I'm not sure if anybody completely knew exactly how he was going to be utilized. Um, I, I, it, it's still been a surprise, but at the same time, when I watch him play, the way he's the plays he's made, I'm like, yeah, that's what I expected him to bring. It's really odd. It's been this mix of like, what? Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, how, how 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 nice has it been for you to watch watch Hamas play? I, well, it's been brilliant, um, and I, I must admit, I, I didn't appreciate the sort of the guile and the and, and actually the class that, that that he had. I mean, obviously, was very aware of his reputation after you know after the World Cup a few years ago, but you know, again, that that was a while ago. And again, if you look at his stats, I think you know he has performed well. At, you know, at his other clubs, but I, you know, I'd never seen him really really close up. Um, so. It's you know watching him play football. I mean those two passes that have been on repeat uh, against West Brom. You know that through ball to Dean as he was running down the left, and that sort of little scoop pass into um, you know into Richarlison before he you know he knocked it over for for Calvert Lewin. I mean it was just it was just pure class. Um, you know and and then obviously you know his finish um, and some of those sort of balls that he was pinging across you know across the the park you know, yeah. against Spurs. Uh, and again, it just looks so effortless, um, you know, and his ability to spot the space, see the runners and be sort of, you know, a game ahead was, you know, I must admit, I've been really surprised. I, I was probably more excited at the prospect of Alain, to be honest with you, um, mm-hmm. just because I felt that was something that we'd really missed over a number of years. You know, that a little bit of grit, um, somebody with a bit of energy in midfield, but also, you know, I think, you know, was had a little bit more than Ganner in terms of his passing ability. But I, I, that was the one I was really sort of looking for because... It was. It's been so absent, um, and sort of, you know, Hammers was a was a bit of a bonus. But um, I have to say, I've I've been completely uh, completely bowled over. I'm, you know, I'm I'm a massive fan already. So hopefully, if we can keep him fit, and as you say, you know, maybe with it's on the right or whatever, you know, cutting in, then you know we can we can continue to surprise people. And again, you know, he's obviously a bit of an unknown quantity as well in the Premier League at the moment. So. Um, so yeah, very, very, very exciting. It, it is. It's you know, I, I hear what you said. You know, it's three games in. You know, let's not get too carried away. But it's just, it's just really nice to be positive about Everton after, 
I so oh. want to get carried away. I just want to tell you, I, <laughs> let, please let me get carried away. I'm so ready, man. Because, I mean, just to just to say it, and, and it's super cringy, which is why I would never post the videos. My family is singing at the end of games now because yeah. we're winning them and we're singing. And it's so super cringy to everyone else. But to us, it's just like, oh, this is awesome. Our team is winning. Oh, my God. You know, and it's in my I'm, I'm telling you, like my kids were already before before we signed Hamas Rodriguez, we already would watch like compilation videos of him, you know, because my kids like watching those on YouTube. We were yeah. already my kids got a Hamas uh, Colombia kit. That's OK, awesome. yeah, they loved him already. So then like in I think it was February, I think February, March, I heard a rumor and I was like, Bennett, you know. Because Hamas played with Ancelotti, there's a rumor that he's going to come to us. And like clockwork, Tony, every week he asked me, what's the deal with Ancelotti and Hamas? <laughs> okay, he's eight, all right? And he's just, well, what's going on with Hamas and Ancelotti? Every, it's every week. And then finally, all of a sudden, it went away for like the longest time. I was like, look, man, I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, and he kept asking, and all of a sudden, bam. And I was like, little guy, you were right, and I was wrong to doubt you. <laughs> well, you'll, have to, you'll have to keep us posted on who, who we're getting in next. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> a way of seeing into the future. So uh, figure you know, that one keep, out. keep going, because if we're bringing in people like that, then then I think we'll all be happy for it. Yeah. No, look, yeah. it is uh, the positivity around the play. I mean, on social media, you know, and all the, you know, the, the great pods that people do, the supporters clubs, you know, like we've got a little community within the, the you know, the US supporters group leads, you know, people are bouncing off each other. It's just really good because I think, I think we got stuck into a, into a rut. Um, so it's yeah. nice to sort of move beyond that whole Everton, that syndrome and uh, have a bit of positivity. So let's, let's hope we can keep building it. Yeah. Uh, somebody you mentioned earlier was Alan. I think with Alan, I look at him and I see someone who has decided to take ownership. Someone who has said, I am going to own the middle. I'm going to own this space. It is mine. It's very uh, Braveheart. It's my island. I own it. You know, it's <laughs> it's it's his space. And I love the fact that it's somebody who's not passing the buck. It's not someone who's like, no, you can get, no, you, no, you, you know, Alan's just like, no, this is me. All right. And if you come in here, be ready, you know, and he's not just talking to the other team. He's talking to his teammates. Completely. And we've missed it, haven't we? We we haven't had that for, you know, for a while. There's there's a great um, clip actually um, in the Spurs game where um, Sigurdsson's out on the left, on the left wing, I think, at the edge of the box. Have you seen it? And and he goes to close down in true Siggy style, you know, maybe with a you know pointing here and here and there and sort of standing off a little bit without doing much. And Alan just follows him all the way, almost as though to say, "You're not going to do anything here, so I'll sort this out." Uh, and he does, you know, uh, wins the ball back. So you're right, and the responsibility that that's it. We we haven't had any for you know for a while, have we, or or any sort of real character and leadership. So. I think you're right. You know, I think Alan definitely brings that, as does actually Rodriguez and Dakure. So, you know, hopefully, others can can respond to that. And have you read um, Ancelotti's? Um, have you read Carlo's Quiet Leadership um, book? Okay, I have it. Okay. And I've not read it because I forgot that I got it. And you just reminded me that I need to. No, I I sat there like somebody was like, oh, I've got all these great books. You want these books? You know? And I was just like, sure. And Carlo, that was on. And so I I have it. I'm so glad you reminded me. That's awesome. There you continue, go. continue with your thought. I'm sorry. There was just a no, lightning no, into my brain. It's <laughs> obviously, you know, it sort of, you know, it, it delves into his philosophy there. But you know, there's a lot in there around um, his style of leadership and how he trusts his players. Yeah. Um, you know, and there's a great example I think before an FA Cup final uh, with Chelsea, where you know he basically sort of you know opens out to the team and says, okay, what's the game plan, uh, and goes with that because he trusts the players. So. You know, if he's got, if he's showing that much trust in, you know, in his players, then, you know, you'd like to think they're gonna, they're gonna want to sort of, you know, win for him and, and do whatever they can. And again, I, I'm not sure we've had that for, you know, for a long time at the club. So, um, you know, let let's hope that again that that continues because I think having somebody like him where the players respond. Seamus talked about it this week as well, didn't he? About you know, yeah. you know, we listen if he speaks, you know, we listen because he's been there and done it. So. Um, you know, and and he hasn't been here long. You know, people, yeah. you know, people forget that with with the pandemic and 
um, you know, the stop-start season and what have you. You know, people forget. You know, he, he's only when did he come? November, December. Um, so you know, he's not he's not had long to to get to grips with with, with the club. Yeah, yeah, I'm. Uh, that's one of the things I wish I I, I want I want to do more Carlo research. There you go. You know, I want I I genuinely like I want to do it in my spare time, and then I want to sit there and teach classes to my kids on Carlo. <laughs> like I feel like it's that important uh so last signing we need to get to uh and i i was telling a friend of mine about decore uh actually and i totally stole uh terry McAllister from uh toffee blues yeah he comes on our show a lot god love terry haven't seen him in a long time because i haven't been on the show in so long uh but yeah so terry in our little toffee blues group chat was talking about decore he said i heard it compared to like the older brother who's playing with the younger brother's friends and never letting anybody else get the ball. And I was like, Oh my God, that's brilliant. I, I, I showed my kids videos of Decore and I was like, this guy, we just signed, watch this. And he's, he's, he's literally just crashing through. He's winning everything. He's literally, it's, he's almost like an octopus. He's everywhere. Yeah. And and I remember like my, Bennett was playing in a, a scrimmage game the other day at training and he's playing against his older team and he wasn't really, he wasn't really into it like he normally is. And I was like, Hey, Hey, Bennett, Decore, play like Decore. And it changed on a dime and it was amazing. <laughs> All of a sudden he's crashing through, he's going, he's going into the tackle. And I was like, that's yes. And it, yeah. So Decore has become synonymous with going strong into the tackle now. Uh, I love it, man. He's just, he's a, he's a space eater and, uh, He's just really positive, good energy. He seems really happy to be here too. Yeah, completely. Well, and again, if you look at some of the, you know, some of the people that we've had there, some of the players we've had there previously, and some that have left, you know, people like Schneider. I mean, it's quite. I know they've sort of performed different roles, but it's, uh, you know, it's quite a step up, isn't it, from you know, from what we've had. And and I think again, the combination of the three, uh, mm-hmm. together, I think it surprised us all. Maybe well, it certainly surprised me that all three of them were going to start against Spurs. Yeah. Um, you know, but uh, you know he's clearly got a plan there, Carlo, to 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 blend you know what they all bring to to the team. So, as I keep saying, long long may it continue. Oh yeah, yeah. It's and who knows? the The funny thing is, normally this is already a really good window. And, and and you know I'm trying not to get all greedy, be like, oh I want one of those, I want one of those, you know. But <laughs> right now it's like this is really good so far. You know, I I know we still need. I know we still need, but still, this is, uh, it's so encouraging, it, you know, and, and the prices, I just want to point that out. The the combined price of these yeah. guys is staggeringly low. And uh, yeah, there's a reason. Oh, that's what I forgot. I normally have a picture of Marcel Bronze up there and I, I don't, I don't know where it is. It got taken. Somebody yeah. took down my Marcel Bronze picture. Uh, it'll be up there next time, all right? I had like a shrine. He, he wasn't moving early enough in the transfer window. Is that what it was? So he ripped him down. It wasn't me. I think it was my wife, actually. So she was like, not enough. Bam. So, <laughs> so anyway, yeah, uh, just a little respect to, to Marcel Bronze on the price and bringing these people in. I realize Ancelotti was the draw sure. for at least two of them, but the price was really good. Just saying. So, yeah. Anyway, no, he's getting a bit of stick. So again, it's nice to see them. Uh, nice to see them coming through. Yeah. So we will move on past the signings. Whoa, that was an oddly on-target toss. There we go. That's better. So next, let's quickly go through previews. We've got Fleetwood uh, in the cup, and then uh, we've got Palace. Um, get a little bit more detail with Palace. Fleetwood. To be frank, I've done a little bit of research. But uh, I, I I haven't watched them a lot. Yeah, I've um, watched I, them a lot. I, I don't know much about Fleetwood. I don't know much about Palace to be honest with you. But um, <laughs> but yeah, no, as, as I said earlier, I think um, you know Joey Barton sort of uh, sort of brings his own um, imprint, doesn't he? Uh, you know, I think he'll be. I expect a very physical game against against yeah. Fleetwood, and um, they'll be up for it. He's a blue, obviously. Yeah. Uh, I heard him talking today in the press around. Me too. Uh, one of his kids has sort of, you know, been been teetering on the edge with the other lot. So um, hopefully we can we can bring them back from the brink. But yeah, no, I, you know, I think he'll be up for it. He'll just want he'll just demand 100 <laughs> percent from 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 his group. So I think we're gonna have to be on it tomorrow. And the, you know, these are the games where we've maybe yeah. tripped up in the past. So 
Um, but again, hopefully, I, I wonder whether, I still think there'll be a load of changes, but I wonder whether he might not make as many changes as he did for the game against Salford. So I want to get to that. Uh, I, the only research I have done, Fleetwood 10th in the league, right? League one, right? Uh, they, they've, uh, they beat Burton and I think they lost to, uh, Peterborough and they defeated, uh, they beat Port Vale in the right. last round. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so, uh, starters just go ahead and give a, a quick run of who you think is going to start and then we'll move on to Palace. For for Everton, you mean, or for Fleetwood? Yes. Oh, I'm I'm definitely not versed enough in Fleetwood to give it, you know, no disrespect to Fleetwood. <laughs> uh, I, yeah. So, uh, who do you think is going to start it for us uh, tomorrow? Actually. Uh, well, I, I think um, I think he might probably start with a very similar team to the one that he did against um, uh, against uh, who did we play? Salford the previous week. So I expect Gordon to get another run out for sure. Yeah. And Cuckoo as well, as you, as you said, I don't think we've got any choice at centre back. So I think it looks like it's going to be, you know, mean and, um, sorry, Mina and, and Keane there. Um, I suspect they'll bring John Joe in if John Joe hasn't left, mm-hmm. um, you know, along the back there. And then I think the rest of it will probably be largely unchanged from Salford. So, um, you know, we'll see, we'll see if they can, they can continue to, to do that. I wonder whether he might give people like, you know, Balassi another little bit of a run out um, just to sort of see if they respond. Uh, but who knows? Um, Tom Davis, if he's off, who plugs in? Do you think it's a, a Decore role or is it an Alan role or is it someone else or is it a formation shift? Yeah, maybe maybe Decore actually. Um, that could be one of the changes that you could see um, just to mm-hmm. maybe sort of bring that little bit of grit in there as well. I mean, I think Alan's been in Italy as well this week, hasn't he? Oh, that's right. Yeah, he had like the goodbye <laughs> party or something. Yeah, so, yeah, I saw him celebrating <laughs> with his, uh, in, a, in a non-socially distancing way. So uh, maybe 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 he's going to give sort of give him a rest as well. So maybe the Corey might come in there as well if, if Tom, you know, if Tom's sort of down on the South Coast speaking to Southampton. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think uh, I'll be curious if he gives Cuckoo uh, a start. Does he give Dean a rest? Um, and if he doesn't, does he throw Dean, Luca Dean, in uh, at center back uh, the way he did uh, in an emergency situation? I thought that was more of an emergency situation, you know. Um, but I, I'm just, I just wasn't sure. You know? Yeah, I don't know. I suppose then it just exposes Dean a little bit then as well, doesn't it? I mean, I'm sure you know he's played there before and he can do a job there. But I don't know, having somebody go in there and play out of position in a game. You, know, you don't want to risk sort of, you know, uh, you know, your first choice left back playing out of position mm-hmm. in, in a game like that. So I suspect he'll, I suspect he'll leave Dean, Dean out and, and go with Nkuku. Yeah, I'm, I'm personally, I hope we've got uh, Keen and Mina as a centre back pair, pairing because I want, uh, I want them to develop, develop a little bit more uh, confidence. Uh, last, last match I didn't think Mina looked strong. It was not, it was one of the weaker performances I've seen Yerry Mina put in. Uh, which is, you know, and I, I love Yerimina, just saying. But, you know, there was a few moments where I was just thinking, this is not your day. It just seemed like he wasn't mentally sharp that day. You know, concentration off. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think, yeah, I think that's been sort of widely reported. I don't think it, yeah. it is his best game. So, look, and the more they play, the more they play together, the more that they're going to they're gonna build that understanding. So, uh, but yeah, I think I think they'll, they'll probably both start tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Fingers crossed, Blues actually uh, show up and play. Actually, uh, don't fall into that trap, the cup trap. Don't want to deal with the cup trap. Just saying. Take each, take each game as it comes. Oh, yeah. Um, so let's talk Palace. Um, currently in, I would like to say, fourth, because that bumps <laughs> uh, self-awareness FC into fifth. Uh, I, I keep stealing. I think it's Terry's uh, self-awareness FC. But... Uh, uh, but uh, they're in uh, on goal diff. They've got six points. They've got two wins. One nil over Southampton. Three one over United. They lost to Bournemouth in the cup. I think in penalties, maybe it was nil nil. Uh, so uh, essentially, but I mean they're playing well. All right. Um, yep. United are not uh, are not a, an easy club to play against right now. They're not easy, and they uh, they looked solid. They did not. It was not a lucky three one win. Stats were, you know, although possession was not in their favor, shots were more even 
than one would think. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, it's a it's an exciting team. Uh, Palace, I think, is it needs to be respected. Just saying. Uh, so I mean, uh, you're shrugging like you agree. So that's <laughs> I think, I think, well, look, they've started well, haven't they? So you know, they they've yeah. obviously got you know um, the wind the wind beneath the, the the sails there. So you know, they they'll they'll definitely think that you know they can you know they can do something and you know. You've had this sort of on-off saga, haven't you, with Zahar? Is he staying? Is he going? Is he moving on there? I think Hodgson made him captain, didn't he, at the weekend to yeah. sort of maybe try and, you know, send a signal there. So, you know, but yeah, uh, you know, I think any game in the Premiership is, you know, you can't take it for granted. But these are the types of moments I think that you sort of think a real test for Everton. You know, we've been here before. Remember last season, it was like we beat Villa, we beat Villa on Friday, and we go top. Yeah, uh, and then it sort of you know yeah. unravelled dramatically. So I, I think it's 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 these points where you know we feel as though we should win and you know maybe you know and could win. Um, you know where we we will really test whether you know the character and the you know the unity that the team is going to get us through. So yeah. again, hopefully we'll hopefully we'll do that. But let's get past Fleetwood first, day. Eh? Yeah, definitely one one thing at a one thing at a time. I would think. Yeah, but uh, still, still, uh, yeah. I, I, this this is one I'm gonna be trying not to look past Fleetwood. Try not to look past Fleetwood because that's the cup trap. That's the cup trap. Okay, I've just talked myself not looking past. Fleetwood. Okay, gotcha. There you go. Uh, so starters, uh, possible starters for Palace. Uh, Guaita, like just like it's just awesome name to say. Guaita. Oh, love it. Uh, Sako, Cuyate, uh, Mitchell, Ward, McCarthy, MacArthur. That tandem together yeah uh then you'll either have, have schlup or uh or their new signing who looks so slick is it easy easy oh my gosh Great. the guy's so good <laughs> he's so fun to watch uh like yeah my kids have been watching videos on him too that guy's stunningly good uh townsend uh zaha and iu probably see milivojevic come in by um so yeah i mean they have talent they have some good players yeah, and I think he's had um, he's had a stable group of players there for a couple of seasons now, hasn't he? More or less, you know, there's a, a lot of those have, have been have been with him, so you know they'll be used to you know they'll be used to him. So they, as you say, you know they've got um, the new lads and they've got you know Zahar is always a threat. Um, so you know how we contain that's going to be you know is going to be important to to getting a result. I think. So uh, can we just agree we both think that the team will be unchanged from the previous week, assuming there's no injuries for any reason. I, I think so, and I hope so. Um, yeah. he, that's you know he's obviously you know two different games in Spurs and West Brom, and he started there. Mm-hmm. And again, I think uh, you know momentum's a big thing, isn't it, in football? So again, getting the new boys to sort of continue to sit within the system that they're playing and and, and build that momentum and trust each other, I think is going to be important. So I think yeah, I think uh, I think he'll go for an unchanged team. And what? you know. I, I'm not a, mat- a master ta- tactician. It's not my not my forte. So I'm a bit of a bit of a um, a purist in that respect. You know, I, I don't. My dad always used to say, you know, don't change your winning team, son. Just you know, just just keep the momentum building. So um, that's what I'm going to stick with for for Palace. Yeah, I think that's. I mean, that's. I'm right there with you on pretty much everything you said, including me not being a master tactician. So, uh, <laughs> so, um, so uh, pre- uh, score prediction before we move on for tomorrow or for Sat- or for, for Palace. Okay, I'm not touching the, the the cup prediction. I'm not touching the cup trap for Palace. Okay, I'm not, I don't want to mess with Fleetwood. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Do you know? I'm, do you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go for one one against Palace. Why? Why does everybody say the exact same score I was about to say? It's really? amazing. Yes. Yes. One go. one, yeah. Jeez, yeah. odd. Super not exciting. We should have talked about this ahead of time. <laughs> All right. So there's your uh, there's your match previews. Last little bit. We'll call this the extra bits. Uh, let's talk a little bit about, and we'll we'll try to get through this quickly as we've taken a lot of Tony's time this evening. Hamas uh, Rodriguez international impact. Um, pretty immense um and uh, just thinking about just solely considering social media impact i mean the amount of followers he has is staggering and i had no idea that he was like the fourth most followed footballer yes yeah which is amazing and that player plays for us now um yeah and he's doing and he looks great 
so bringing in so bringing in not only Colombians, right? It's tapping into a, a much wider world base, and South Americans and other I mean other other countries that just find Bahamas to be just really amazing to, yeah. just to watch, right? Yeah. Um, thought it was really rad. The Times Square, uh, and, yeah, that was so cool. And then Spurs was like, oh, you did it, so let's do it too. Uh, yeah, I saw that today, actually, yeah. yeah. Well, that's always a good sign, isn't it, when people start following what you're doing? I'm fine with that. I'm fine yeah. with that, but my buddies who are Spurs fans, I'm just like, man. <laughs> <laughs> It was funny. My, my one of my my actually my my boss, who's a friend of mine, is like a Spurs fan. And I walked in one day, and he was like, "Oh, you guys signed Hamas, man." It's like you you guys just always sign the washed up players. But he's not saying that now, way. Eh? Quarter of the way into the game, I get a text that says, "Oh my god." <laughs> <laughs> You know, and the guy's a—he's an avid, avid football supporter, so he's probably just busting my chops. But still, I don't think he realized Thomas was going to be that, like that. Um, I mean, it's pretty. What is the what are the kind of things that that uh, kind of an international impact like this worldwide? Uh, what's the kind of thing that this could actually do for Everton? Like, what what could change? I guess yeah. is is a real question because I haven't actually thought about it. Yeah. Well, I think the potential is 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 massive, um, and I'm obviously very interested in this, um, you know, because some of the work that we do with the fans forum is, you know, we've heard that maybe Everton hasn't really exploited or maximised the opportunity, you know, to expand in specifically the US, but in other markets. So, you know, and and if you're looking, you know, whether it's in sports or business or anything else, I think if you're looking to expand, you've got to have something that people are going to be interested in for you to to enable to do that and obviously in football the the first thing is you've got to have a successful team or you know that helps because that builds your notoriety and your brand and your awareness and obviously the players and the you know the resources and the money that go go with that and again we haven't we haven't had that for some time and hopefully that's going to change with Carlo I think the second thing in football if you haven't got that is you know something or somebody that has got that appeal that is going to draw people in and clearly you know we've got that haven't we with Hammers you know just based on his sort of social you know media um sort of pulling and, and like just a very practical example of that in in Chicago um we've had 10 new members join the group since the start of the season um you know <laughs> Colombians you know so Dio Monica Paola there's but there's, there's a, a big group of them uh, you know and they were even there at like for the 6 30 a.m kickoff against West Brom so you know they're showing that they you know the, the pull of this and that's obviously on a very sort of micro micro level uh, you know, and then the other thing it does is it allows you to think about the other the other areas where you can really accelerate your you know your expansion plans by looking at the types of partnerships that you can that you can bring in. So, um, you know, I think the ingredients are all there now for Everton to you know to to really maximise that. I mean, I think that the club's been criticised in in the past years about you know not doing enough with the likes of Tim Howard and Landon Donovan and Brian McBride, uh, who's a Chicago Evertonian, by the way. Ah. Uh, yeah, he he helped us out with a with a fundraiser last year, but um. You know that we haven't maximised that that opportunity, and and I think the criticism's sort of been fair, but you know the conditions were different, um, and now you know we've sort of you know we're in this position. Um, I think there's a real chance to sort of accelerate, uh, you know, the plans that the club's got. It's already been doing stuff internationally, so it's got this affiliate um, international affiliate club scheme. So it's partnered with two or three clubs around the US and Australia actually to you know build brand awareness, sort of you know do stuff within this sort of local soccer communities with the youth communities and and, and do training with, with clubs there who's doing that. It did this online friendly. I don't know if you saw that with Inter Miami. Uh, it was actually due to be out here this summer. So so Everton would have been doing a US tour if, uh, obviously if, if the pandemic sort of hadn't have come along. So the club had already signaled its intentions, but what it does now is, is it really allows them to sort of accelerate those plans. And I think... I think, you know, you've got to give the club credit for the way in which you got ahead of the the Hammers announcement, you know, the Times Square stuff, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the the billboard on the boat in, in Miami Beach, Miami. Uh, you know, the 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 building in um, Bogota, 
you know, they're the types of things that really sort of set, you know, set the stall out. And, I, you know, I was really excited. I think every, everyone was. So um, it's announced that it, you know, it wants to, um, you know, open a, an office in the U.S. as well. I was going to ask about that. How uh, how does that how does that work? Because immediately I'm like, yes. And then I'm like, hold on. How do I tell my kids what this means? Yeah. You know what I mean? As <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, first of all, I think it's great that they, you know, they, they, they've decided that there needs to be a sort of physical base here because obviously yeah. you will know having people that understand the market that you're trying to, you know, trying to, you know, capitalize and expand into is really important, you know, combined with obviously, you know, what Everton brings in terms of brand. So um, uh, my understanding is that it's primarily going to be a sort of marketing and sort of sales outlet. I think they're going to be using that to develop, you know, some of the distribution models they've got from a merchandising perspective uh, i think it also maybe help some of the uh, the existing network of supporters clubs and build that engagement and and then and then obviously also i assume sort of uh, try and establish some you know some broader and longer term partnerships as well um so that's the that's the, that's that's the plan um and I, again i think they want to they want to get a blend of understanding of how the markets work here uh, and how to capitalize on that with you know, people that know what Everton's all about. Because again, I think that the combination of all the things we just talked about, about Hammers and the reach and, you know, the notoriety and the social media um, opportunities and, and the partnership opportunities with, you know, this unique club. And obviously we, we would say this because we're Evertonians, but the brand, the history of, of the club, uh, what we stand for, the work that we do beyond just sort of on the pitch and off the field, I think you know there's potentially quite a powerful combination there so fair play i think they've they've made you know they've really really been ambitious in in what they've got to do so i think the important thing now is two things from my perspective is one it materializes um you know and 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 the opportunity is realized and secondly the the network of supporters particularly in the usa here that as i say have built over built up over here for years and years um that they're involved in in sort of this part of it as well because you know that they've they've sort of stood by um you know by the club through through thick and thin so um helping them to grow and generate new members and um you know is, is going to be important so that's that's what i that's what i've been talking to the to the club with we we met with them a few weeks ago at the fans forum to talk through what their plans were for the international supporters clubs and the recommendations that we made from our survey earlier on in the year they've taken you know seriously and they're taken on board so um you know we we you know we hope that those plans come to fruition so it looks exciting times really exciting times and you know, I'm just looking forward to just building the the, the community, uh, Jerry. You know, it's it's that's what's been great. You know, when you're sort of not in the city and you know just just seeing the community come together and grow. You're seeing it on social media, helped by the positive results, of course. But there's nothing better just seeing Evertonians come together. Um, you know, uh, and sort of as I say, not just being positive, but you know, connecting with each other, sharing stories, you know, like you're doing, and you know, some of the other sort of um, you know, fan media groups, and and building that network is it, it's brilliant because everyone's got their Everton story, and uh, what we've got to do now is make sure we go and find the Evertonians of the future. Yes, yeah, that's wonderful. I think uh, one of the things you said there was was actually going to be my question when you. Uh, it's a really good sum up when you said is just building the community. Um, it's what it's like. That's my, my undercurrent. What I'm understanding from you here is, is that it's all about, you know, kind of sharing Everton and finding, finding people who already, who already share Everton with you. Uh, and just kind of making those connections and kind of making it more worldwide. People are already there. But it's also kind of making sure like people understand what the club is about and giving them uh, the opportunity, giving Everton the visibility to be able to be found as well. Yeah. You know, from some of these people who were like me years ago. Absolutely. Didn't didn't have a club, didn't know, but just sat there and said, I love this. I love this. And I want to care. I want to care. I want this to mean more than just a passing fancy. I want this to be something I share with my family, something I share with my friends, something I, you know, developing the community right there. Yeah. So and everyone's got it, as you say, you know, you I mean you, you know, you've had Cameron from the Carolina Toffees and you know on your show, you know, yeah. it, it, the same vein. I mean, 
speaking to John Dushak at the at the DC Toffees yesterday. Yeah. You know, we've got loads of great ideas about how to build a connection. Clay in Nashville, you know, uh, Rich in in Philadelphia. You know, the, the the Blues are everywhere. So the more that we can do to keep keep connecting, um, you know, even in the group that we've we've sort of brought together of the supporters group leads, you know, they're bouncing ideas off each other around what's the best way to bring new members in? How can they engage some of the younger Evertonians? Um, you know, what are the best benefits they can offer as, you know, with being part of a supporters group? So I think we've got to, we've got to embrace that. And, and, and as you say, keep, just keep connecting and building um, this great thing that's Everton. Yeah, that's just beautiful. And I'm not going to follow that up. That was just, that, that's a hell of a wrap up line. So uh, <laughs> let's, uh, Let's go ahead and wrap up then, because Tony's just like a poet. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's beautiful. Uh, so so uh, anyway, I, I want to go ahead and say, uh, you know, thanks very much to Tony for coming on. Tony, it's nice to meet you. Uh, mm-hmm. Nice to talk to you. Uh, it's exciting. You know, I see see you all over all over Twitter. And, uh, you know, for everybody who's like, hey, hey, spread the word. Spread the word about Tony. Let's get him on the forum. Let's do this. You know, and so, and now I'm, yeah, talking to you. It's really cool. So uh, thanks so much for your time. Um, really, really appreciate everything you do. Well, thanks for having me on. It's really nice to meet you. And and keep doing what you do as well. I think it's important that, you know, we can we can get the word out. So um, so keep going. And, and thanks again for having me on. It's been really nice to, to catch up with you, Jerry. And hope the family continues to recover. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, I, I feel spoiled getting to do this because this is just connecting with blues and talking talking Everton because you know feel a little spoiled at times so um thanks so much buddy um so to everybody else out there uh thanks so much for uh for watching slash listening uh to uh Top of Blues USA um if you if you can um uh, check out uh I want to make sure really quick before I go I do want to plug uh Tony's uh Everton at Everton Chicago the Chicago Evertonians uh, keep an, keep an eye on that. Anyone in that area, people drive in from all over to be a part of that group. So please, uh, anything else that I should be mentioning for you, Tony? Yeah, I think the only other thing is uh, is the fans forum as well. So um, EFC fans forum on on Twitter and the usual sort of Facebook and other other channels. So yeah, um, check us out. And if anyone's got any questions or anything or ideas, then you know DM us or you know just just get in touch. Or is it open? Yes, there you go. So. Pay attention, get it, get with that, because I mean, this is this is just good work. This is just good work for Everton all over. So, uh, last thing, uh, I got to do the typical plugging. Follow the Toffee Blues on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And if for some reason, if it's getting close to Christmas, you want a children's book for your kid, Randolph the Christmas Moose, conceived on the Toffee Blues podcast by total accident. That's uh, yeah, explained in other episodes. So anyway, there it is. That's a book I wrote. Yeah, it's a silly thing. Anyway, for everybody else out there, thanks so much. Uh, much love. Uh, blues, keep it going. Keep it rolling. Tony, take care, buddy. Have a good one. You too, mate. Cheers, Daddy. All right. And bye, everybody.